The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998. Guy they want to see just so walk around. So you when you're then, playing five card draw. 
that's exactly correct. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think this thing payoff is happening just quite yet. I could be wrong, but that's the feeling that I've got. Okay, well, again, the winner of the match, uh, the public get him up, defeating Steve Michael McMichael and Jeff Jarrett when uh, Jarrett gets hit by Mongo McMichael with the Halliburton case. Now, as Public Enemy retreats, here comes Arn Anderson and Ric Flair that hit the ring alongside Mean Gene. So was Mean Gene going to do a run-in, too? <laughs> Just kidding, Mean Gene wasn't running in unless there was a bottle of whiskey in the middle. Uh, Gene asks Mongo what he's trying to prove. He says that everyone saw what Jared did last night. He knows how he lost, and he has to welcome Jared to the horseman. So this is how you get welcomed. You get hit with a case over the head, huh? Apparently so. That's the way they do it in the uh, four or five horsemen or whatever they call it these days. I guess. So, Mongo extends his hand. Flair tells Jarrett that he stood by him when nobody else wanted him in the group and tells him to shake hands, which they eventually do. Now, Arn tells him to show the world that they are horsemen, and they all hold up the symbol of excellence before leaving the ring. Tony and Larry talk about the weakened state of the horsemen. Now, Larry doesn't think Jared and Mongo will ever get along well enough to carry this group, and Tony obviously runs down some of the card again tonight. And uh, coming back from break, Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeats the up-and-coming talents known as Galaxy. Galaxy. Sounds Sounds pretty impressive, though. Well, I mean, you know, he's got a lot of world to cover. Jim Duggan wins with a taped fist punch. You know, that's the signature. But the taped the real fist. question is, when was the last time you got a, a Jim Duggan uh, squash match like that? I mean, that's not something – they don't typically feature Jim Duggan, you know, fashionably winning against a, a no-name opponent. So maybe they're, maybe it's time for a little hacksaw push. Hacksaw heads up the aisle and meets up with mean Gene Okerlund, and he tells Gene about Super Bowl and Randy Savage, and Duggan says that he was shocked by what happened. So is this the common man's reaction to what happened at the pay-per-view? Hey, you saw the show. What did you think? Oh, I tell you what, Mean Gene. First it was Terry, and now it's Macho Man. Ask what is wrong with them. Did he forget about the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the Special Olympics, and all of their fans out there? They may have all the money and power, but their hearts are black. Duggan will stand and fight. He will not stop, and he will not hide. Calls out Hogan, says he can beat him, and then calls out Savage, uh, Little Man, as he would trample over him as well. Tells Hogan not to send any jabronis. Whoa, little sheiky baby. Send any jabronis after him in the back, and it wasn't him who took out Big Bubba, because Bubba looked too good for Duggan to have done it. Ah, ah, ah. Wow. Apparently, when Hacksaw attacks, it won't be in the back door. Hacksaw, <laughs> affirming to everyone what side of the fence he plays on. Matthew, your thoughts on Hacksaw getting a lot of microphone time with Mean Gene. Yeah, well, my most uh, eminent thought is a, a mental image that I cannot get out of my head now that was not put there until uh, hey, you just uttered that sentence. Let me ask you a question. Do you think when he finishes, he yells, ho, and that's it? <laughs> he, I think he yells it beforehand, and uh, also uh, just I completely messed up that joke. I was going for something good there, but it was way off, so let's move along from that. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> in the middle he goes, take that, tough guy. That's probably what you were looking for. <laughs> yeah, something, something along those lines. No, I mean, I, I just, I don't feel like there's going to be any solid hacksaw push. I mean, maybe, maybe he's just. A, <laughs> oh, he's giving a, a push, all right, tough guy. Oh. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a nitro uh, 
<laughs> maybe it's a Nitro match. We get Hogan and Hacksaw or Hogan and, and Macho Man or something. But uh, this is not a big angle. Fair enough. Uh, Tony Schiavone is letting us know for the first time in wrestling history, you can visit WCW.com and hear an audio simulcast of Nitro in Japanese or in Spanish. Hmm. That's that, not a that's bad worth idea. The, that's worth the trip over there. Now, does that, does that utilize the, uh, the real audio player? Because I've, I've uh, downloaded that the other day. <laughs> yeah, the real audio player. You know what? It's funny, though, is uh, if you didn't grab your latest disc of AOL 2.0 from Blockbuster, uh, I don't know if yeah. you'll be able to get online to actually hear it. Those bastards. Humors defeats Joe Gomez with the No Laughing Matter. Um, I'll tell you, having Joe Gomez uh, not get the push he deserves after the you know Naked Guys on the Beach promo they did last summer is no laughing matter as well. And Hugh Morris with the victory. Matthew, your thoughts on those really, really poor puns? Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's always got a job over at uh, Baywatch. And, you know, maybe is since Hugh Morris beating, does that mean that Hugh Morris gets to be in the next, next run on the beach venue? I'm pretty excited about that. <sighs> what you, you don't know, know he was the guy filming it. It w- what would work for me? What would work for me is uh, is just the whole running on the beach vignette, but just the Dungeon of Doom. Put all those guys in there. Put he- I want to see Hugh Morris running next to Sullivan, and uh, and Ming and the Barbarian. I mean that's and maybe maybe Jimmy well, Ming and the Barbarian would hit each other with coconuts. This is 1997, <laughs> so there's still you know uh, there's still stereotypes in wrestling. <laughs> Fantastic. Ice Train defeats La Parca. What year is this again, 1997? Because as we're yeah, going down right. this card here, um, I'm waiting for somebody from 1997 to wrestle on it. Ice Train defeats La Parca with the train wreck mm-hmm. uh, in about four minutes' time. Granted, La Parca, uh, having come up with all the luchadors in uh, late 96-97, uh, this card's just feeling pretty weak after a pay-per-view. Yeah, and they've got some hot angles. You know, they, they've got some hot angles that they need to, to make up for. I mean, they need to cover from last night. But, again, WCW, just a huge roster and just a lot of thrown-together stuff a lot of the time. Fair enough. Um, here's something from the pay-per-view last night. Eddie Guerrero wrestled Chris Jericho. Now the team tonight faces a fear defeat. Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho when the Barbarian pins Guerrero after a sidekick to the Face. Um, a little insulting for Eddie and Chris and the Barbarian, you know, faces of fear um, to have Tony Schiavone just lament, you know, lamenting on about, you know, you dirty Hulk Hogan, you're not the champion. Roddy Piper's the champion in my eyes. I want to yeah. see him wearing the belt. You know, it was all ruined by you, Randy Savage. Did we not get, uh, I mean, this was a great match. I mean, these guys can work, and you got Tony just salty about what happened in the main event last this night. has been the problem since the nwo angle they've got a big event they've got a big angle that they want to you know basically promote as the biggest thing that ever happened in professional wrestling these out, people from this outside company uh invading wcw but they have not found the um they, they just really they really haven't found the right way they cannot help to keep it from bleeding into uh other matches and i think that long term this thing's got a shelf life on it. It might be the rest of 97. It might be another year. It might run us the next four years. But at some point, NWO is going to be old news, and 
if you haven't built up your younger talent, if you haven't made the audience think that anything else on that card matters outside of your main event angle, you're going to set yourself up for some problems in the future. Unfortunately, you know, Metallica taught us that nothing else matters. So uh-huh. well, we're going to be stuck with it probably. Hour number two, it's Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and Mike Tenay. And uh, uh, rundown, obviously, what happened at Super Bowl, kind of a quick hit. Uh, Tenay says he was convinced that Savage was on Sting's side until last night's shocking, shocking turn. Now, Bobby says that Hogan is lucky, and he should have lost the belt, obviously, and questions whether Sting now stands because we know where Savage stands. Um Rey Mysterio defeats Juventud Guerrera with springboard Hurricane Rama. Very fast match. I loved watching these two guys work. Rey Mysterio Jr. with the pinfall victory. Matthew? Yeah, no, he's a talent. And, again, he's some of that talent that WCW needs to be promoting and needs to be putting that spotlight on to really separate him from the competition because, you know, WWF does not have that, uh, that type of match on their undercard. Right, or their underwear, and the offspring always yep. said you got to keep them separated. Um, uh-huh. I'm just killing it tonight. Boy, we should keep on going. Uh, back from the break, it's time for the 1-800-COLLECT Road Report, where Stegger Lee Marshall is at the CNN Center in Atlanta. Uh, you know, what the life must be like for Stegger Lee Marshall to be just on the road week after week after week, calling in from all across the country, making bad Bobby Heenan jokes, Matthew, if Lee doesn't want to do it anymore, which is great, uh, would you do it? Oh, of course, yeah. I, I you know, I, I think I, uh, I actually try to model a lot of my tonality and my vernacular off of Lee Marshall anyway. So I'm, uh, I'm a shoe in. Prince Ikea defeats Pat Tuttonka to retain the world television title with a crossbody block off the top rope. Hey, how are ya? Hey, how are ya? What are you doing in WCW? Isn't that how his theme song goes? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly the entrance he comes into. That's that's a really good, really good rendition of it. Thank you. Yeah, on a fire tonight. Ultimo Dragon defeats mm-hmm. Dean Malenko by disqualification when Malenko would not break a chokehold nine minutes into the match. Now, uh, today it says we should consider this a number one contender match to determine who will battle six for the cruiserweight title. Should we consider it, or is it a number one contenders match? Does Tanae decide? <laughs> is he part of the championship committee and decide who the number one contender is? Well, if it's not, you can still consider it. So, no, uh, yeah, that's, that's they got to get that stuff straight. I mean, that just looks it looks sloppy, you know. Yeah, Mean Gene catches up with Dean in the aisle and wants to talk about Super Bowl. He says that Eddie tried to help Dean. Malenko was blaming him for what had gone wrong. Dean is sick and tired of what has been happening and the lack of respect that has gotten in the way over the past few weeks. Now, Dino says that Six has what he wants, and he will get it back, and I'm a man of a thousand holds, and I'm not going to smile. I think he said that too, didn't he? Yeah, that, that's the exact uh, exact phrase he used, as a matter of fact. Matter of fact, DDP wrestles David Taylor to a no contest when the outsiders interfere in the first minute of the match. Um the outsiders still all over DDP's shiz. Um, they circle the ring and distract DDP, which allows Randy to get in. He slipped it in from behind and clobbers Page with a spray can. All of a sudden, a fan hits the ring, and all three NWO members just pound the crap out of him. Uh, Savage breaks out the paint and sprays DDP's back with it. Um, Nash hands Savage an NWO shirt, and he puts it on and then heads up and hits his patent big elbow. So if there was any confusion... 
the Macho Man Randy Savage, 100% support of WCW's faction group, their enemy, the NWO. Yeah. Matthew, are you okay with Randy? Excuse me, Randy Savage yeah. being in the New World Order. I am, but I want more of a reason. Hogan had that great promo right after he joined, after he turned and gave us the reason. Give me Savage's reason. Give me a believable reason why he joined after everything they put him through. You know, make it make sense. So after the break, uh, NWO music playing with Hall, Nash, and Savage standing tall in the ring. Hall welcomes us to another edition of NWO Monday Night. He asks for the big sack town to welcome the newest member of the NWO, Randy Savage. Now, he and Shivani still in shock over the turn. They're not going to stop there. They deliver more than one icon, and they hook us up with another one. The undisputed, undefeated, NWO World Heavyweight Champion, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, baby. Um, when you're NWO, NWO for light, he says that everybody knows Sacramento is NWO territory, but apparently the fan's not into the NWO, uh, according to Hogan. Um the Outsiders have a present for him, and uh, Eric Bischoff and Ted DiBiase escort out a smiling Miss Elizabeth. Could you believe that they handed Miss Elizabeth back to the macho man, Randy Savage? Like she was something that isn't passed that, back and forth. Yeah. Are they yeah, isn't, isn't that, I mean, come it, on. Is it, yeah, isn't that amazing? But, I mean, especially with the with the Savage and uh, with the Savage and uh, Liz deal, like, I want more of a backstory. I want to know why he turned. Yeah. Especially remember when um, Liz was hanging out with the NWO at that hotel and Macho Man found her. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? I do indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. So Eric uh, predicted uh, by Tony, and uh, when Eric grabbed the mic, Tony predicts that Eric will strip the champions of the belts. Eric says he has some help from his friends, and the NWO follows him out. He says they have a problem here, but it's simple and a fix. Luger is out of order, and the belts belong to Hall and Nash. Luger did not have a doctor's release, was not authorized to wrestle, and used the cast in a match, and he asked for the belts. Like says he will need to be carried out on a stretcher before he hands these belts over. Now, Luger says he is sick of all the politics and offers Eric an offer. He's willing to hand the belts back to the outsiders if Eric will put up all the titles at Uncensored. Hmm. Eric accepts. Lex and Giant hand the belts over. Luger tells Eric to put his best team together for Uncensored. Now, Hall says they are easy to find because they are packing all the gold. Uh, you cut to the entranceway, and you see Sting slowly walking down the ring. Now, he walks up the steps, stands in the middle of everybody, turns towards Hogan, and stares at him as all the NWO members hold up the Wolfpack sign. Ow! Bischoff crows about Sting joining them, and Sting stands solemnly with a distant look on his face. And that's a fade out. Has Sting joined the NWO? No, I don't think so. And I think that's what they want to keep teasing us with for months and months and months. And I, I just, I the Sting thing still uh, entertains me, but I think it's got a limited shelf life. And one thing, a problem that WCW is going to have here is think about all the great WWF NWA storylines that involved single people feuding with each other. They had a Beef, and they had to sort it out. We're really getting Where's away from that in the W. <laughs> it's not. It's not in the. Uh, it's not in the NWO WCW right now. Um, the, the individual storylines, these two people that just don't like each other. It's NWO versus WCW, but we are really getting away in WCW from single feuds. And again, as hot as NWO is, is when when you really take away from that typical wrestling storytelling, I think you're you're in dangerous territory. 
Okay, well, uncensored, it looks like we might have all the titles going up on the line. And uh, Scott Hall let us know they're easy to find because they're the ones with all the gold. Matthew, we're coming up this Wednesday. We've got more primetime action. David Hero, Damian Nelson, Matthew Thomas, the man they call Meathead, uh, ODB, Al Snow, Robbie E. So many stars. So much wrestling talk. This Wednesday night, two hours of wrestling primetime talk. Come on and enjoy it. It's right here on the PWR Now Network. So for Matthew Thomas, I'm the man they call Meathead. Thanks for stopping by. So long, everyone. (laughs) 